Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast for December 28th, 2022. My name is Chris. I am your host. I hope that all of you guys had a very nice holiday season. Uh, If you're a Cowboys fan, I know that you had a very good Christmas with the result of Saturday's game. I know that New Year's is right around the corner here, so the holiday season isn't completely over, but you know we're getting to the finish line here. Things are about to slow down after the New Year's. I mean, not over here because we have the playoffs coming up, and hopefully the Cowboys have a prosperous playoff run here. But um, yeah, you know, overall, the holiday season has treated me very well. Um, I don't have the all 22. Like I, I watched uh, the line, the offensive line play on the all 22. So, you know, we'll talk about that just a little bit. Um, I didn't watch any of the concepts or any of the defensive all 22 yet. Uh, I, I kind of slacked. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, I've been very busy at work, which is why I didn't get a podcast out last week to you guys. Um, I got this laptop for my birthday, which by the way, my birthday was December 22nd. I am Duran Bland years old. So that means I am 26 years old. Um, so yeah, I've kind of been playing on my laptop a little bit, watching some uh, draft tape. So, uh, you know, we, I, I have the offensive line. I'll talk about it, but um, yeah, let's, I mean, let's get into it. I mean, first off, we have to uh, prop up the uh, social media here. Cowboys be on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, whatever it may be. I am over there. If you guys haven't already, I would appreciate it if you guys uh, rated the show. Five stars is always appreciated. Leave a nice review and I would greatly appreciate that. And um, before we get into the episode, Prize picks. Use my promo code Cowboys Beat for an 100% instant deposit match of up to 100 hours. So if you deposit $10, you get $10 back. Uh, use my promo code Cowboys Beat and you will be able to take advantage of that. I know that the football season is winding down here. We have the playoffs coming up pretty soon. So might as well get in uh, get in on that. So I know that the regular season, especially week 17, week 18, when a lot of these teams have clinched their divisions or clinched playoff berths, a lot of times teams will rest their players. So maybe, uh, you know, getting into those uh, daily sports books isn't the best, isn't the most fun for people at this time of the year, but definitely come playoff time. Uh, I think that that will be a lot of fun. Okay. So there isn't much news outside of the game. Uh, no injuries to report. Thank God. And, and and honestly, the Cowboys are only going to get healthier from here on out. They're going to get Van Der Esch back. They're going to get Hankins back. So other than that, nothing to report. No OBJ news. So that's refreshing. It seems like the first time in a while we haven't had any OBJ news. Hopefully uh, those talks start to die down a little bit. Either sign him or don't sign him. I'm tired of all the, uh, you know, hoopla that is surrounding the situation with Odell Beckham Jr. and the Cowboys. I I don't have a problem either way. You know, if Odell Beckham comes into the Cowboys, 
I mean, we saw what T.Y. Hilton did the other day with the Cowboys where he made that one big play and that changed the course of a game. If you're going to bring out Alfred in for something like that, I'm for it. But, you know, even if you want to bring him in just for the future, like I'm looking out into the future, the free agent wide receiver class is pretty weak. The draft, you know, maybe Jackson Smith and Jigba falls to you, which would be great. You know, I'll talk about that later on. But um, just just overall, not a strong free agent or draft class for wide receivers for you. So if they want to bring in Odell Beckham Jr. as more of like a future signing, I'm completely for it. But either just sign the guy or just leave it, leave it be because it's it's really annoying. I'm, I'm tired of talking about the whole situation. So we don't have any news from there. So we'll just get into this game. Eagles versus uh, Cowboys recap. We, week 16 in Jerry World, Christmas Eve. It kind of sucked that we weren't able to have the, the the gravitas that this matchup deserved and what we thought it was going to be. And honestly, that's the Cowboys' fault. That's the Cowboys' fault. You know, if they would have won last week, especially now with Jalen Hurts being out, things might have gotten dicey. Maybe the, maybe the uh, Eagles drop one of their next two games. But I don't think they're going to drop the next two games you know, the two games that the Cowboys are going to need the Eagles to drop for them to win the division. And it's just like, you look back and the Green Bay game, you, you should have won that game. The Jacksonville game, you should have won the, that game. Those weren't games that you were dominated in and you had no chance to win. You had a 14 and 17 point lead in both of those games. And you, you could have won this division. You really could have won this division. But what ended up happening is we shot ourselves in the foot in those two games, and that's the difference between us having to go on the road as a wild card team, which I think they'll win. You know, I I, I don't think they'll have any problems with either the the Panthers or the Buccaneers, even though I know Tom Brady definitely has our number. Um, the the Buccaneers are just they're not a good football team, and the Cowboys are a really good football team, and I think that's what it's going to come down to if we ultimately end up playing them in the playoffs. But it shouldn't have been like this. The the Cowboys should have won this division. They are to me. They could have very well been the best team in the division. I mean, the record isn't going to be able to reflect it because we have four losses and the Eagles only have two. And granted, we did just beat them. We beat them with their backup quarterback, but you know, we'll get into that later. It's just it's just annoying because we very well could have won this division. We very well could have won this division. And with everything that we've went through this season with Dak going out. Uh, first game of the season, Tyron Smith going out preseason, all the injuries that we've had throughout the course of the season coming off and off season where they did lose Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, Lyle Collins, Randy Gregory, all those names. For the Cowboys to be in this spot right now and for the fact that they, they should be leading this division right now if they didn't drop those games to Green Bay and Jacksonville, two games that they were, to me, the better teams in, it, 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 it just kind of sucks a little bit. It kind of sucks a little bit that this game wasn't as meaningful as you know it should have been. Doesn't mean it wasn't a great game because let's be honest, that was a great football game. That was a great game the other day. Doesn't matter who was the quarterback for the Eagles. That was a great game. And if if you don't agree with that, I mean, I I can't help you. Does it suck that the gravitas was taken away from it because of the Cowboys? Yes, that sucks. But. Overall, just just a fantastic few hours of football, and it was capped off with the fact that the the Cowboys ended up winning this game. This isn't a game that the Cowboys would have won under Jason Garrett. This is a game that we would have folded, in my personal opinion. But look, I think a lot of props has to go to Mike McCarthy. Now, we're going to see what Mike McCarthy is made of in the next few weeks here. 
is Mike McCarthy the guy that's going to lead us to a championship or at the very least a, a berth in the NFC championship? To me, this isn't a, isn't a successful season if we don't make it to the NFC championship. Now, my expectations for this team before the season were not the NFC championship. I thought they would have taken a step back. I thought, you know, I thought they could have won a playoff game because this was a weaker conference and I didn't think that the Eagles were going to be as good as they were. But, you know, to me, it, my expectations was get into the playoffs, win a playoff game. But now if you don't make the NFC championship, I think that that's a failure of a season. And the reason why is because look around at the NFC. You know, look, the San Francisco 49ers, hats off to them. They're a very good team. They're a very well-coached team. They have a great defense. But they they have the last pick in the 2022 NFL draft as their starting quarterback. If you end up having to go to San Francisco, you got to win that game. If you end up having to go to Philadelphia, you got to win that game. You have to make it to the NFC Championship. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Anything else, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it a failed season, but you know, I, I, I would be fulfilled with an NFC Championship berth. I, I, I'm not one of these people that look at a season and say it's either Super Bowl or bust. No, if you're making progress as a team, especially due to the fact that the Cowboys are a young team, I think that overall you can look at that season as a success. So to me, NFC Championship game, that's where you got to end up. And I think that this team has the quarterback, especially because I think that Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in the NFC going into these playoffs. Tom Brady is not playing very well. Aaron Rodgers is not playing very well. You know, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers might end up making the playoffs. Even still, I think that Dak Prescott at the current moment is the better quarterback. You have the best quarterback in the NFC going into the playoffs. There's no reason to me, and you have a really good roster surrounding him. It's not just you have the best quarterback, and then it's it's one of those situations like Brady in New England where he was the best quarterback in in the playoffs in the in the conference, but he had the worst offensive line. He didn't have anybody to throw the football to. This is a completely different thing. Dak Prescott has weapons around him. This is a very talented defense that we'll get into uh, later on. So to me. Got to make it to the NFC Championship game. Got to make it to the NFC Championship game. That's the way I look at it. Um, but just talking about this game in general, look, this was a, a really good win for the Cowboys. This was a really good win for the Cowboys, regardless of the fact that the Eagles had Gardner Minshew as their starting quarterback. You know, one thing that I just want to throw out of the window real quick, uh, people are telling me that, well, if Jalen Hurts would have played, the, the Eagles would have definitely won this game. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if that's the case because I think that because Gardner Minshew was the, the quarterback, they went away from their RPO game, which I think maybe the Cowboys would have actually been better prepared for compared to a Gardner Minshew who came into this game. The Cowboys didn't have any tape on him whatsoever. I mean, they they obviously had tape from, you know, when he played with the Eagles last year in that game against the Jets and, you know, some of his Jacksonville tape. They could pick up his tendencies. They can pick up some of his tips that, uh, you know, he's giving off. But overall, in terms of what he's able to do within the Eagles offense, the Cowboys had no tape on that. The Cowboys had plenty of tape on what Jalen Hurts looks like in this offense. So I, I don't think that it's 100% that the Cowboys would have lost this game if Jalen Hurts was the starting quarterback. Now, did the turnovers help the Cowboys out? Absolutely, they helped, they helped them out. But I mean, I look at it like this. You had the two interceptions, the one by Jaron Curse, where Jaron Curse has made a really good play on the ball. And then uh, Deron Bland ripped the ball from Quez Watkins. Like, 
that to me is just good plays by the defense. That could have happened if Jalen Hurts was the quarterback. Could have happened if anybody was the quarterback, even if it was Patrick Mahomes. Those were just good plays by the defense. Miles Sanders fumbles a football. That's not Jalen Hurts. Like, <laughs> there's no saying that if Jalen Hurts was the quarterback, he wouldn't have fumbled that football. Like, no, that was just a good play by Micah Parsons. That was a good recovery by, I believe it was Carlos Watkins. So I don't think it's 100% that the Cowboys would have lost this game if Jalen Hurts was the quarterback. Because I think, again, going back to how they put uh, Gardner Minshew in this offense, I think that they decided to pass the ball more often this game than what they would have done if Jalen Hurts was the quarterback. And I think that Gardner Minshew is a more nuanced pocket passer quarterback than Jalen Hurts. I know it might sound crazy to say, but I think that Jalen Hurts is significantly, his game is significantly enhanced by the fact that he is so dynamic and can uh, escape the pocket and use his legs. I think that Gardner Minshew, uh, just overall as a pocket passer, is a more nuanced pocket passer. Just my personal opinion, maybe Jalen Hurts ends up proving me wrong, but I think that right now the the weakness of this Cowboys defense is that their pass rush isn't getting home. And they have multiple injuries in the secondary and teams are exploiting that when they're throwing the football. Like, you know, I'll check the stats. The Eagles didn't do great running the football. I mean, 29 carries, 87 yards, three yards per attempt. That's not that great. It's not that great at all. Miles Sanders, 21 carries, 65 yards, 3.1 yards per attempt. That's not that great. Like, that's not that great at all. They didn't run the ball down your throat. They threw the ball 40 times and they were effective throwing the ball. And that's how they moved the ball on offense. You know, that's that was the the story of the game. And look, the, the Eagles have a plethora of weapons on that side. They have a great offensive line that was able to keep Gardner Minshew upright. They have Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, three guys that had very good games the other day. And I think that that was the difference in in what the Eagles were able to do on offense. They relied on throwing the ball more. And I, you know, I think that they are a team that can beat you in a multiple, multiple multitude of different ways. But I think that when you're going up against the Cowboys, I think that the way to get this defense is over the air, in my personal opinion. Like, I think that their run defense has improved. I know that there were some holes in the Jacksonville game. But I mean, just going over the past, I don't know, five weeks, I think that the Cowboys defense has improved when it comes to the running attack. I just, I think that that's the case. So the Eagles were able to come up with a game plan for Gardner Minshew that I don't know if they would have came up with if Jalen Hurts was the quarterback. Because I think that Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts are two completely different quarterbacks. I think if it was a situation where if like you're playing Baltimore and like Huntley, is the quarterback for the the Ravens. Like Huntley to me is just a worse version of Lamar Jackson. Like Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts, they're they're not there's not a lot in common with those two. And I know people are going to look at the game where the Cowboys played the Eagles and say, "Oh, well, you know, you guys were saying if Cooper Rush or if Dak Prescott was the quarterback instead of Cooper Rush, you would have won." Yeah, well, they probably would have won that game. And the reason why they probably would have won that game is because they lost that game because their quarterback did not have a good game that day. He had three interceptions, and those interceptions were Cooper Rush's fault. Like, you cannot compare the two. Like, Gardner Minshew had 355 yards over the air, nine, damn near nine yards per attempt. 
24 for 40. Like, there is no telling that if Jalen Hurts plays in this game, they win. I don't think that that's the case. I don't believe that that's the case. That it's just 100% a fact that they win. I'm not saying they wouldn't have won. I'm just saying I don't think it's a guarantee that they would have. I really don't. Um, But just looking at the Cowboys side, uh, let's start with Dak Prescott. I said it. I said it earlier in the podcast. Dak Prescott, to me, is the best quarterback in the NFC right now. He's the best quarterback in the NFC. I know that the interceptions are clouding people's judgment when it comes to Dak Prescott. And that interception that he had at the beginning of the game, it was an egregious interception. I'm not defending it. And Dak wouldn't defend it either. And neither would Mike McCarthy and neither would anybody on his team. But guess what? It's not about the adversity that you created. It's about how you respond to the adversity that you created. And Dak Prescott did a fantastic job of responding to the adversity that he created. I mean, not once, but twice he came back from a 10-point deficit. Just when it looks like the Eagles were about to put the game away, Dak Prescott did something crazy that got the Cowboys back in the game. And he was the reason why they won this game. Like, don't let the stats fool you here. Uh, The Cowboys ran for, they had 31 uh, carries for 115 yards, 3.1 yards per attempt. Don't, Don't want that for you. Dak Prescott carried the ball six times for 41 yards. Like, my thing is this. Um, I don't get caught up in, like, like, here's the thing. When I see Jalen Hurts, like his amount of carries, like I contribute that more to like, I look at that. And I'm like, okay, you can put that in the rushing attack. Now, obviously when Dak Prescott scrambles out of the pocket and uses his legs, whatever it may be, that is going to count towards their rushing total. But I think that quarterback scrambles aren't very indicative, like of how well you're running the football. When Dak Prescott carries the ball for 41 yards, his long was 16, which I believe was a read option. Like to me, that's not really indicative of of how well your running attack did. Like I don't look at quarterback scrambles and say, well, hey, they had a great rushing attack because they ran for 120 yards. Yeah, well, 60 of them came from a quarterback scramble. Like not a design run play. I don't know what you guys think about that. That's just the way that I personally look at that whole situation. So combined, I mean, the the Cowboys running backs had 25 carries in total for, what's that, 74 yards? That's not great. That's not great at all. You know, Dak Prescott contributed 41 yards on the ground. So the running game really wasn't there. They weren't getting anything on the ground. Tony Power, nine carries for 19 yards. Just not, just not in a, an effective run attack uh, on Saturday. But guess what? You put the ball in Dak Prescott's hands. That's why you pay Dak Prescott a lot of money. That's why you pay him a lot of money, to overcome adversity. And that's what he did in this game. He was the reason why you won this game. The offensive line didn't have a great showing today. They let up six sacks in total for 43 yards. Now, one of those sacks... Um, did come from when uh, Avante Maddox had that, um, they, they had like the trick play where they had Michael Gallup down the field and Avante Maddox, I believe he had a sack. Let me double check that here. Avante Maddox. Yeah, he did have a sack. That's correct. He had a sack. Um, you know, and it's, it's speaking on the sacks, by the way, I think pro football focus only credited the Cowboys offensive line for giving up one sack. I don't I <laughs> I don't know how true that is. 
Like I, my, my antennas are raised a little bit when I see something like that. Uh, especially, I mean, I, they did credit, uh, Tyron Smith with giving up a sack to Hassan Reddick, who had a, who he had a really good game. Josh Sweat combined, uh, he had one and a half sacks. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good front that they have. And the offensive line did not do a great job of keeping Dak Prescott upright, but look, he overcame it. He overcame offensive line struggles and he overcame the running attack, not being all that effective. And he won you this football game on multiple occasions. Some of his best plays came on third down, like the money downs, like two, I would say three plays that I remember the most was the third and five where Avante Maddox had him dead to rights. And he got the ball to Gallup, that third and goal where he got it to Michael Gallup. And of course, that third and 30 to T.Y. Hilton was huge. But Dak Prescott won you this football game. And this was a good defense that you played. Look, Jalen Hurts does not play defense. I don't know. I, look, the people who listen to this show, you guys are very smart people, I would assume. You guys know that uh, Jalen Hurts does not play defense. Jalen Hurts being on the field, I mean, maybe they they don't have as many turnovers. Maybe. But even still, Jalen Hurts doesn't play defense. And Dak Prescott carved that defense up. Against one of the best secondaries in the league, he did it too. Against one of the best secondaries in the league. Damn near 350 yards. I mean, his numbers were crazy. 27 for 35. 347 yards. uh, 9.9 yards per attempt. Three touchdowns. Like that's just that's fantastic. I I believe. Let me just double check on what his overall completion percentage was. I think it was something crazy, like seventy seven percent, seventy seven percent. That's the second week in a row. I I mean, this is crazy, right? This is the second week in a row where Dak Prescott has completed seventy five percent of his passes. He is now tied for the most games with a seventy five percent completion percentage. Him and Joe Burrow are tied with that. If you guys didn't know, Dak Prescott also played five less games than Joe Burrow. Let me just see this. One, two, three, four. Where is, oh yeah, in the Minnesota game. Yep. Five games over 75% completion percentage. That's incredible. That's incredible. He's dealing. You know, he's playing high level football right now. Do not let these interceptions fool you. And, and yes, does he have to cut it down on the interceptions? Absolutely. And that interception that he threw, we talked about it. It was bad. It was egregious. He, he responded to that mistake. Just overall, man, you got to love how Dak Prescott is playing the position. I, I understand it's easy to get caught up in the interceptions, but man, he's, yeah, he's playing. He's playing some really good football. It's funny. I'm looking at the ESPN website. Uh, it says... Michael Irvin, Cowboys, the best team in the NFC. Orlovsky stunned by Irvin's claims. Dan Orlovsky, I, I I don't get him. One moment, he's like doing an excellent job of breaking down the game. And and I'm just, I'm I'm like, my eyes are glued to the, the screen when I'm watching Dan Orlovsky break down uh, some of the stuff that he's breaking down. But then when he gets into like his Dan Orlovsky moments where he, he's got to be hot take guy, it just it, it ruins it. It ruins it for me. So I I have a I have a, a love hate relationship with Dan Orlovsky. When he's good, he's great. When he's bad, he's awful. When it comes to uh, the way he commentates on football, 
It's just a shame because I think they like have to be like that too. Like on ESPN, they have to be like that. Like, because you're not going to get a lot of views when it's just like Dan Orlovsky breaks down the Cowboys offense. Like that's not going to get you views. What's going to get you views is Doc Prescott's the problem in Dallas. That's what's going to get you views. It's not the, the actual nuanced football conversations. Which is why, like, when you look at, like, Kurt Warner does a really good job of breaking down film, of breaking down how quarterbacks play. You know, Kurt Warner isn't getting the type of views that Dan Orlovsky gets when he's he's on his hot take stuff. But Kurt Warner has a level of credibility that I can't question. When, when Kurt Warner sees something, usually, most times, I look at it and I say, yeah, he's actually, I'd say 98% of the times, I'm like, yeah, he's spot on with what he's saying. Because he has credibility. And he doesn't have to build a name off being a hot take guy, which is something that Dan Orlovsky has to do. Something that a lot of these guys have to do, like LaShawn McCoy, um, uh, you know, there's a Colin Coward, all these guys. They're not, you know, with the exception of Dan Orlovsky when he's breaking down uh, film, most of these guys aren't bringing actually any nuanced conversations about the game of football. Like I'm not learning anything when I listen to these guys. And it's a shame because I know these guys are talented. I mean, maybe not Colin Coward, but all these other guys, and, and definitely not with Sean McQuay. Maybe about like 90% of the people that just play this antagonistic Cowboys role. Um, most of those guys actually just have no talent. They're just doing it for views. Um, okay, let's move on. <laughs> I got in my bag. It, it's it's so, it's just, it's so nauseating. It's so nauseating because like I'll go and and I'll be on my YouTube and I like, I, I subscribe to ESPN. And it's like, uh, you know, Rex Ryan gets real about the Cowboys and it has like that talking emoji next to it. I, it's, it's the most nauseating thing. It's like, you're not saying anything controversial. Nobody likes the Cowboys. <laughs> you're obviously going to get a ton of clicks. It's, it's, yeah, it is what it is. You're not going to be able to change it. Okay. CD Lamb, <laughs> bro, CD Lamb. What, what are we even talking about? When, when Kellen Moore gets in his bag with CD Lamb, and he's getting creative with CD Lamb. You can use CD Lamb in a, a variety of different ways. Like to me, CD Lamb's elite ability is his yak ability. Like when CD Lamb gets into open field, he is he's fantastic. You know, but his best ability is his yak ability. That's where CD makes his money. But I mean, if you want CD to be just a primary route runner, you're not getting the most of him, but he can be that. You know, if if you want CD to be like contested catch guy, again, he's not great at that, but he can be that. But when you put all of that into one, I just moved my mic there. When you put all of that into one, you can do a lot of different things with CD Lamb. You can play him out of the slot. You know, he can get busy in the slot. He just, he does so many things really well. And man, he just plays with a swag, man. He plays with a swag like he is ready for the big moment. That was a huge game the other day. That was a huge game the other day. Look, Cowboys and Eagles games are huge games regardless of who's playing, the, regardless of the meaning behind the game. That was a big game. CD showed up. CD shows up in big games. He is a big game player. And that's what I love about CD. And that's why like looking forward into this playoff run, I think CD is really going to take off. Like, I think CD is going to 
establish himself as, as one of the top guys in this league at this position. You know, I made a TikTok about it and I meant every word in the TikTok, which, you know, obviously because I wouldn't have said it if I didn't mean every word uh, that I said in it. But C.D. Lamb to me is a guy that like a year from now, we're going to be looking at him. We're going to be saying he's a top five receiver in this league. He's a top five guy in this league. Like no doubt about it. And, you know, going into this season, I said that there wasn't a single receiver that had more on his plate than C.D. Lamb. And once after week one, you saw that even more. And then going after week two, you saw that even more. You know, like Dak Prescott goes out week one. Cooper Rush is your quarterback. Dalton Schultz goes out week two. You don't have him uh, for some of the games going forward. Michael Gallup's not there. You don't have a legit number two wide receiver. Dennis Houston was your number one wide receiver. So you want to know what teams did? We're going to double and bracket cover CD. And that's what they did. And CD wasn't getting the most amount of, or wasn't getting a lot of production. But guess what? You know, once you get a Michael Gallup back, once you start, you know, force feeding CD the ball, he starts playing. And he, and he really started, you know, bringing up his level of production. And, and to me, like CD Lamb, if the Cowboys want to pay him after the season, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that at all. CD is a young player. I mean, he's only, he's only 23 years old. He's only 20, he's, he's turning 24 years old in, in April. He's going to be 24 years old at the turn of the new season uh, next year. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, look at his numbers, 91 receptions, 1,207 yards, eight touchdowns, 13.3 uh, yards per uh, yards per catch. And when you look at the game log here, he's playing his best football at the end of the season. You know who that reminds me of? It reminds me of Debo Samuel from last year. And Debo Samuel was the catalyst to his team's success going into the playoffs. Like Debo Samuel was the guy that elevated that San Francisco 49ers team. You know, they were a really good team with him just being like a regular guy. But once he started to take that next step into superstardom, now granted, Debo Samuel hasn't had the best season. I think that CeeDee Lamb is a more nuanced receiver than Debo Samuel is, even though he shares a lot of the same traits as a Debo Samuel. Like, he was the catalyst of the 49ers playoff run last year. I mean, and when you look at these last two games, he's had 246 yards combined in these last two games. That's 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 big time. I mean, he has three three games in the last five with over 100 yards. Ever since Dak Prescott's come back, four games he's had over 100 yards. It's big time production. That's I mean that's 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 big time production from C Day. Um, let's go to the defense. We talked a little bit about the defense. Um, am I worried about the defense a little bit? I'm not gonna lie, a little bit. I'm worried a little bit about the defense. Um, I mean, look, I just go back and I look at what this defense was able to do to start the season and some of the performances that they have had. Maybe not lately, but you know, over the past month and a half. I still think that this is a good defense. You know, I think the the concerns that we have on the defense are valid. But I mean, like when you look at the fact that the Eagles only ran the ball for 87 yards on Saturday, three yards per attempt. Like I, I thought that they ran for at least 125. Like when I watched the game, I was like, damn, they're carving us up on the ground. But then when you look at the stats, it's just like, damn, like they really weren't though. Like they really weren't doing all that well on the ground. Um, you know, it, the thing that worries me the most is the pass rush not getting home and the secondary not being as good as it was at the beginning of the season. Um, and maybe the secondary wasn't that great 
to begin with, but the pass rush kind of just covered that up. But now the pass rush isn't getting home. So I, that's the thing that I'm concerned about the most when it comes to this uh, Cowboys defense. That's the the main thing that worries me. Overall, though, you know, you're getting Van Der Esch back. You're going to get Jonathan Hankins back. Deron Bland's going to get more comfortable playing on the outside, which is where you should be playing. Deron Bland should be the guy on the outside. But, I mean, just overall, the defense, it's been going through a little bit of a hard stretch here. I mean, let's just go over the past few games uh, for the defense. They did not give up 34 points this game, by the way. I don't know who's telling you that they gave up 34 points. I mean, I understand the score tells you that they gave up 34 points. Dak Prescott threw a pick six. You know, that's not on the defense. The defense did not give up uh, those points. But I mean, just leading up to it, let's go back to the Minnesota game. They gave up three to Minnesota, 20 to New York, 19 to Indianapolis, 23 to Houston, 40 to Jacksonville. Not good. Um, And then they gave up 27 to Philly with their backup quarterback. So, I mean, like in the grand scheme of things, it's not as bad as people want to make it out to be. But I mean, there is definitely reasons to be concerned about this defense. Um. I think that that's at least valid. I think those concerns are valid, even though I think that the Cowboys are going to make their adjustments. They're going to get some guys back here. Hopefully they don't lose any guys. Hopefully, you know, in a way, like I do want the Cowboys to win the division. But if the Eagles end up winning the division on Sunday and we get to rest some of our guys, um, you know, we get to rest some of our guys week 18, I'd be all for that. You know, I really would. You know, I I am all for like you play your guys throughout the regular season, especially because the Cowboys did lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I'm just looking like the, the, the Cowboys can't afford to lose guys like Dak or CD or Trayvon Diggs or any of these guys. They can't afford to lose them. So the way I look at it, get this W on on uh, Thursday. If the Eagles lose on Sunday, play the play the starters week 18. If they win, sit them out. That's the way I look at it. That's just the way I'm approaching this. So, I mean, just overall to recap, Cowboys, great win versus the Eagles. I don't care who their quarterback was. Gardner Minshew is not a bad quarterback. You know, like Gardner Minshew could definitely start in the NFL. There's no doubt in my mind that he could start in the NFL. But, you know, you you look at this, like he is one of the 32 best quarterbacks in football. But the way that front offices look at a guy like Gardner Minshew is, look, we know his ceiling. And, And then they'll look at a guy like Mike White, Zach Wilson, even though Zach Wilson's not having a good season at all, or a guy like Davis Mills, and say, you know, we're not 100% sure about this guy, but we, we're 100% sure of Gardner Minshew, and we know that he's not the guy. So we're going to look at a guy like Davis Mills, and we're going to give him a shot over a guy like a Gardner Minshew, who might be a better quarterback at the moment. But we think, you know, we want to bet on the unknown of Davis Mills compared to the known of Gardner Minshew. That's that, I mean, that's just the way it is. So good win by the Cowboys. Looking forward to the Cowboys versus the Titans on Thursday night football. To me, this is a game that I don't think the Cowboys are going to have much trouble with, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Malik Willis is the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. If Malik Willis is going to go crazy on you and beat you over there, it is what it is, but it can't be Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry cannot be the guy that you know beats up on you because he does have the ability to do so. So the way I look at it, you know, go crazy defending the run. If Malik Willis has, if Malik Willis throws for 300 yards and they end up beating you because Malik Willis was the reason for that, because he beat you over the air, even though he is not good right now at passing. I know he's more of a developmental prospect. He's not 
a, a very nuanced quarterback. He's not a not a very good pocket passer type of quarterback. If he ends up just having a, an exceptional game and ends up beating you, it is what it is. But that's the way I look at it. Stop the run with Derrick Henry. Um, and yeah, let let Malik Willis beat you. Especially because I, I don't even... It's Traylon Burks playing in this game. Let me check if Traylon Burks is playing in this game. Traylon, Traylon Burks is an okay receiver. You know, he's not a bad, you know, rookie guy. Future is bright for him. Let me see if he's playing in this game. Yeah, he'll he'll uh, he'll probably be playing. I don't think that he's injured. Um, just gonna check here real quick. Yeah, nope, nope. Yeah, he's he'll he'll be playing in this game. But I mean, even still, Traylon Burks doesn't really scare me. I think the Cowboys should win this game. Uh, they are coming off an emotional win versus the Eagles, which you know teams coming off emotional wins. Sometimes it kind of boots trouble for them, but I think that the Cowboys are going to be focused and they're they're going to go and win this game. On offense, you know, to me, Tennessee has a good run defense. Their passing defense is not very good. Cowboys can take advantage of that. You know, there's just not much to talk about right now for the Titans. I haven't watched any film on them, so this is just games that I've watched in uh, the past few weeks and just seeing where they kind of stack up in terms of the rankings uh, in certain areas of the field. Okay, so that is going to be it for the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast for uh, December 28th. I hope you guys had a great holiday. Um, I had a very nice holiday here. I got this PC, by the, or this uh, laptop, by the way. I have a, a regular PC. I have this laptop. I've been playing uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, 3 it's funny. Like I, I've never been like a big fan of the series, but they, they had a sale on the Epic game store. So I just picked it up and then I never knew something like apparently they had a remake for SpongeBob, the battle for bikini bottom. Like I never knew that it was like $7. Like, I used to play that game all the time as a kid. So I saw that and I was like $7, <laughs> you know, don't threaten me with a good time. So I ended up playing that game. I like for some reason like I was just in my bed playing it because I th- that's the best part about this about having a gaming PC is that you can just play video games in your bed and I didn't even realize I was like three hours in and I was like dead tired and I was like yo I got to get some sleep here because I am tired like I don't even know why I was doing this like I just got sucked into the game for some random reason and I ended up just wasting a ton of time on it and then I ended up going to sleep and I slept for like six hours I was I woke up and I was like yo it's four o'clock there's no way like I you know I I I thought I had pretty decent sleep that night too which is the the weirdest part about it and then I just for some reason come 10 o'clock in the morning I just fell asleep and woke up it was the afternoon I was like that's weird it's so much like I was like 21 20 years old again where I would fall asleep at like eight o'clock in the morning and not wake up till like six (laughs) you know it felt weird definitely felt weird doing that but i'm rambling at this point um if you guys made it this late into the podcast i greatly appreciate you guys if you guys haven't already please make sure to subscribe to the youtube follow me on uh tiktok twitter twitch instagram whatever it may be i'm cowboys be over there leave a rating on the show i would greatly appreciate that and i will see you guys next time thank you for listening to the cowboys beat audio podcast please make sure to follow the show and leave a review We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.